Fitness on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we are joined in the house by Tyler Perez, a.k.a. The Silent One. Welcome yeah. back, sir. Hey, The Silent One is back. <laughs> Yo, you gotta have a nickname, bro. If you want, it, <laughs> if, if you want a better one, you're gonna have to make one up for yourself. I, I, I love it. It's fitting. We'll take it. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you for joining us for episode 136 of Heron's Home Podcast, everyone. Yeah, man. So, uh, you guys been doing anything interesting this weekend? I I didn't do shit. I've just been working, so all I really caught was just a couple of new adways. So unprofessional. Bro, I'm trying to knock it out, man. I <laughs> fucked up on my initial workflow, so now I end up having to do like the whole audio audiobook over. But, you know, I'm almost done. I'm trying to knock that shit out before Wednesday. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be insinuating the project, said You haven't announced it yet, yo. Chill, chill. It's coming. It's almost done. That's what's up. Crest of the oh, hill, man. Good shit, good shit. You been watching anything interesting this weekend, Tyler? Um, You know what? I mean, do you guys, when you, it's pretty open as far as what it is. It does not necessarily have to be anything current, yeah? No. no this is what you enjoyed. Okay. It's almost as entertaining. Sounds good. We don't want to bring up so, old shit that was whack. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. But I'm just making sure we're on the same page. Yeah, I mean, for this weekend, I'd say that earlier this morning, a Sunday, right today, mm-hmm. I was watching the F1 race, which was really good. Oh, that nice. was the second race of the season. Yeah, so it was in Imola over in Italy, and I only finished half of it because I had other shit that I had to go do, and it got delayed. Uh, oh, there was a pretty man. bad. They had a red flag in like the halfway through, basically halfway through. Was it an accident? Yeah, it was through an accident. So it was like, I think in total, it ended up being like 15, 20 minute delay. Oof. So by the time that was over, I was like, you know, I got other stuff I got to do. I'm going to finish this later. But it was really good. And then I ended up kind of like, spoiler, I would have found out anyways. But I found out for my sister, like, who won and all that. So I kind of know. But, you know, they're still exciting to watch. Um, but yeah, the F1's been great. Um, as far as like standard TV stuff goes, I'm I'm actually really this is exciting for me personally. I started watching Breaking Bad for the first time. Oh well, that's always um, a welcome conversation. I yeah. enjoyed that show very much. Nice, yeah, yeah. I started watching it for the first time in January, mm-hmm. and so I'm currently finishing the third season. Um, yeah, you know, I assume it's no, no spoilers this one. It's been way long, so if anybody <laughs> hasn't seen it, you gotta get out of here. But uh, no, yeah, I'm on the ending parts where like. Uh, he had that little that episode of the fly that's in the facility yeah. that's going to contaminate it. Yeah, and that like was a Hank, fun episode. I thought Hank with the uh, getting into the altercation with those twins and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean yeah. Breaking Bad is amazing. It's really cool to me that I kind of like slept on it. I knew it was good back then because mm-hmm. people obviously everybody ranted about it. But it's just one of those things I never watched it actually, and so you know well, it, took it was this part long. of. And you know Breaking Bad came out or, or around the same time as things like Weeds, and mm-hmm. it really. It really hit on a, a a subsection of society that uh that it it touches the street life but is not is not uh occupied by street people. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's it's a very it's a very dangerous life Suburban when you criminals. realize like oh you know what society isn't like in the in the case of weeds uh Nancy Botwin she was she. She was uh, occupying a subsection of society that wasn't supported. You know what I mean? And so she had to go to the type of means that, you know, minority people frequently have to go to to try to to try to survive. So same thing capitalized on it. Same thing with with uh, with um, Walter White. Walter White is that being somebody who was as sick as he was, he became part of a demographic that is unsupported by our society. The sick 
due to our trash medical um, uh, medical system and our terrible insurance system and, you know, mm-hmm. the confluence of all those bad things, yeah. the sick have become a demographic of unsupported people. Yeah. And so it forces them into a lifestyle that, that you know, they're not used to at mm-hmm. all. And, you know, there's, you know, being an academic, I never was forced into a street lifestyle, but the things that I chose to do always kept me adjacent to it. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that struggle that that happens when you're so close to things that are happening, you know, that are very, you know, maybe violent or street related. Yeah. But you might not have the acumen to be to be part of that that lifestyle, because that's what Walter White was going through, Mm -hmm. you know, and even Nancy Bowen, whenever violence and things of that nature came up, they were completely out of their element. (laughs) And that's a very familiar feeling that uh, for me, you know what I mean? So I really connected to those shows on that level. So I understand. Like, I'm glad you got into Breaking Bad. It's a show that that I personally have a a connection to, like a a strong affinity for. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I did rewatch Black Dynamite, which is always you could, a good that's oh that's a that's but that's a regular thing yeah. like once oh, a year you gotta hit scene, a gotta really, check one of the, the classics you know what I, I, mean? I even caught a Black new Dynamite. joke that I even did, that I that I thought the scene was funny but I didn't understand the context of the joke until I watched it this time around mm-hmm. that shit was yeah. pretty good oh, I'd love a movie that I could watch <laughs> several times and still be picking up new things oh yeah. it's funny it was the um the militant turd start startled line. Mm-hmm. And then when he was just like uh, Black Diamond was like, "Who's in charge?" Sarcastically, I'm in charge. <laughs> and I was I didn't realize that the militants were just bad actors. They were reading their stage direction. <laughs> I was I just thought uh, I, I just thought I they see, were actually yeah. goofy, and that's why it was funny. But I was like, oh. Nice. But yeah, that man. If you haven't seen that movie, it's just isn't that Black more Diamond's recent? Really good. Too? Yeah, Even though I don't recent. know why Michael Jai White be showing up on Vlad TV all the time. That nigga's <laughs> such a clown sometimes. Yo, that, yo, this nigga is on like his one thousand story of beating up niggas in public, and I'm like, you're lying now. You're lying now. There's no way you punch that many people in public and not going to jail. And and but that is par for the course if you're showing up on Vlad telling stories of beating people up. Clearly, you're lying, or else you'd be in jail. The yeah. feds be I mean, no, trolling at celebrities shit. don't go to jail for beat people up. Who they settle. Black ones Who? do. Well, nah, the baby. Still they still got I think the baby is the most famous one that I saw with that kind of relationship of like he'll be out here with the smoke on the streets and stuff yes. on Instagram. And I think that since then he kind of drilled out, probably legally. I'm pretty sure but, that Rico's right that he paid a lot of money, and he's yeah. also probably for not, that. You know, he's a little more well known. There's days, some people but, yeah. that there are some people in Hollywood that that's their whole stick is yeah. to just harass famous people into hitting them and then suing them and yeah. like getting them to settle because it's simply not worth it for a celebrity to go through that legal battle. It's way cheaper just to pay you off. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who are of that you poor know, moral and that sucks because to do that. Part of that part and parcel to that is like people like Will Smith have to have like a fucking escrow account just to fucking pay people who keep Frivolous on talking lawsuits. to them for no reason. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. you. It's not even worth me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going through the rigmarole with you. It's mind blowing and it's really shitty at the same time. It's mm. like, man, like, how can you do that and then be like proud of yourself? Like, that's so terrible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how, how as, can as you a person have who's extorting pride, them, yes. not the person who's being extorted. <laughs> Let's clarify doing that. Some shit like that. That's so weird. Yeah. Weirdo shit. Yeah, terrible, terrible. But yeah, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't even remember how we got onto that. But dynamite, dynamite. Yeah, yeah so that black dynamite. That's man, recent it. though. It's more recent. Black dynamite. No, it's no, a it's classic. pretty old. It's like I thought it was like a remake of. Uh, I want to say 
No, well, you might kind be of thinking what I'm at. Oh, they put out a trailer recently. For That's not, recent, the car- no. not the cartoon Black Dynamite, the, the movie Black. Exactly. Dynamite. No, okay, I get you. Sure. But then even that, it's just something that I know that I kind of saw a preview. Like, oh, I should watch it. It looks good, whatever. But mm-hmm. I have not seen. Yeah, no, I don't know. Oh no, Black Dynamite. Shit, the gotta take some time off that. Yeah, That's that Pootie Tang. Like, yeah, come Pootie on, man. Tang. Like, Pootie <laughs> Tang might not be a yearly watch, but Pootie Tang is in my my personal cult classic favorites. It came out in '09. Oh, there you wow. go. Oh, nine. Okay, wow. So it's even older yeah. than 15. Shit. And I just hearing that makes me think of Undercover Brother, though, which I must uh, That's a little ah, bit. Man, that's now, Eddie Griffin. Too. That's different. Eddie Griffin is the man, but Undercover Brother. That's a different. That's you a know different what it is? It's like it's like this black version of Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> nice. Or Leon Phelps. <laughs> I'm Leon Phelps. Oh man! Yeah, that's an SNL uh, character, by the way. Because yo, dude, was, um, by the way, you just dated yourself hard as fuck. <laughs> nobody knows what you're talking about. Leon Phelps, Leon Phelps is a, is a SNL character that was played by who? It was a one. Uh, damn, I'm fucking up. I'm definitely not gonna remember his name. So Jamie Fox. But uh, no, <laughs> no way. You're way off. You don't even know who we're talking about. You know who Leon Phelps is. <laughs> Oh uh, man, but I'm talking about movie. you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but they had a movie. Um, he's played by uh, Tim Lady, Meadows. Yeah, Lady Man. T- Tim Meadows, yes. The movie was Ladies Man. That's the movie Ladies I was thinking Man. of, which is kind of relevant to what we were talking about. But yeah, no, that was funny. <laughs> oh man. We have a bunch of uh, fun, fun topics to jump into today, so we'll get right on into it. So um, I'm not sure. I think it was last week Kid Cudi showed up on um, SNL and did a performance. Yep. And. Uh, he drew, he drew a bunch of controversy because he performed one of his songs in uh, a dress that was designed by uh, Virgil Eble. Um <laughs> And now, personally, if wearing a dress is part of your style and that's what you enjoy to do, to do, do your thing. I don't. That's up to you. I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I don't like dresses. They don't. I don't find them to be comfortable. I've never worn one to find out, but you know, <laughs> you know, I, it doesn't look like something that would appeal to me. I'm comfortable doing what I'm doing, but people like Billy Porter, who wears like fashion dresses all the time, that nigga be fly as fuck. I'm not gonna front like the nigga. He wears his dresses. He looks good in them. I'm not mad at him, but you know, you have Kid he Cudi over here. <laughs> you have Kid Cudi over here wearing this dress, and he he supposedly did it. As a tribute to Kurt Cobain, because Kurt Cobain also did a a, um, a little dress there. Yeah, a, a, a performance in a dress of um, which looks different, by the way, though. Probably, I don't know. I didn't. I'm not different. sure. I mean, I wasn't a huge Nirvana fan. I did really like it "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I did like yeah. that song a lot, but I wasn't a huge Nirvana fan per se. But um, so he did that, and honestly, as a tribute, I didn't find it to be tasteless. But then he went on to launch like a whole clothing line that included the dress. And, all that <laughs> and then and then I was like, all right, dude, come on. Get the fuck out of here. Like, this shit isn't cool. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I struggle with it a little bit, but I, I give a lot of breath to people like Jaden Smith who like to, to wear dresses and stuff like that. Like, if that's yeah. your fashion and that's your style, do your thing, honestly. I'm not here to be the fashion police because I'm not a fashionable person. <laughs> yeah. But... If you're doing it for clicks and likes and you're doing it to just catch attention. Yeah. I don't, I, I really just that, don't find I wouldn't it say that's attention though. That's value. a marketing, that's a marketing strategy. He's yeah, doing it's it for a rollout. Money. I don't think that it was tasteful to use <laughs> so Kurt Cobain's name in a rollout. I that. that is very, I agree and then that. it's also, yeah, you know, you very against he, Kurt Cobain's ideology. Do you think he would have been the one that set that up then? I mean, obviously then he at least facilitated it. 
It wasn't well, just he, he, done. It, it wasn't, wasn't just a coincidence. I am ninety percent sure that someone else probably thought about it yeah. and designed the rollout. Yeah. But it's up to him to have exactly. the artistic yeah. integrity to not perform it. Say, yeah. He either had he either came up with the idea or he okayed the idea. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's where I'm I sorry, have Cuddy. that's where my critique comes in of uh, yeah. or then not even my critique. I can't even say. Um, because, uh, in general, the whole, I, I was unaware that it was a Kurt Cobain tribute and the, and the tactlessness of that part of the move, um, came from a critique I heard, um, from Joe Budden. But hmm. in terms of my per- personal issue with it is the, 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 the tactlessness of represent, uh, of representing a fashion style that isn't one that you personally subscribe to. Like yeah, if you're not yeah. into it, then. Yeah. Why? Why are you jumping on that wave? Like it's exploitative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's identity. It's it's the same thing as identity politics. Like when people like represent, like, hey, you know, look, I'm black. You should vote for me. I'm a black politician, <laughs> yeah. even though they represent all the wrong politics. <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, Kid Cudi's throwing on this dress yeah. and trying to court Kurt Cobain fans, and it's like, but that's not what you really represent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's if it is, it is. But it doesn't seem like like that is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. That that's where my critique of it came in. I could be wrong, but I don't know. You guys have? A, did you see the performance? Did anyone else see the performance? No, I only saw the pictures of it. Yeah, I mean, I never watched SNL musical performances anyway. Just I really don't, unless it's like go. Toby or somebody like somebody I really fuck with heavy. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, not I'm not a huge like you know. I, I respect what they do on SNL. I hear a lot of criticism about what they do. Also, um, by the I'm way, very critical of, of the way that they represent black people, and I'm very disappointed yeah. in Keenan as being a vessel for that. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. But yeah, no, to my own like, yeah, I don't watch SNL in general. You know, it's something I may have. Well, yeah, it's peak I watched when I was younger. Okay, more of a kid's age. So yeah, it's not something that I like watch anyways. But when there's significant things that you feel like, oh, you know, you want to see this, you don't well, want to miss this. Part that's of the, the part of the issue is that it is a watch. cultural phenomenon in America, whether we like to consume it or not. It is yeah. a very prominent cultural phenomenon. It's like, yeah. and and it's just it's really indicative of the cultural rot in this country because when you look at like the TV shows that are part of its its zeitgeist, like the yeah. Bill Maher show. It's like, yo, these shows are trash, honestly. <laughs> yeah. They're really not very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because let's be honest. The production yeah. value was very high. The mm-hmm. content value is very low. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I did see the images from it and I just did a comparison and my difference, at least I noticed that the dress, even the dress that Kurt was wearing did not look as, let's say, over the top, if you will. No, this was definitely a design dress. This is called yeah. Off-White. Was and the name it, of the oh, design? Oh yeah, the whole Virgil. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I noticed that part. I mean, and to me, like you were saying, everybody with their own opinions. Like, see, in general, seeing dude in a dress not the most common thing. If that's how you identify, you are as a straight male. Like I think mm-hmm. Cuddy does. So you know that part. Well, not but, even not even that. You could be a straight male and like to wear a dress because I believe that that's like thugs. Well, you could. But, see, and, and but see, that's what and I mean. When Thug started doing it, I, I was very opposed to well, it. Like but Thug tee. has created like that persona tee, for himself, though. and so. If that's the persona you're creating for yourself, there you go. Fine. Exactly. I, I I am in no way, shape, or form have a right to like judge the persona you're creating there for you yourself. Yeah. No, you're an individual. That's so. the part that I agree with. It's that. when I feel it's disingenuous that I'm going to yeah. call it out, and I have to call it out first to make sure it's genuine. You you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the only reason. But I like I'm I don't like Thug style, <laughs> but I will absolutely not. Like, if Young Thug comes out in a dress, I'm not going to be like, see that nigga's a fake, yo. That nigga doesn't <laughs> fuck with dresses, like, um. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, I hear Heavy. That. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear so, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. I find it very disingenuous. And so, and then the rollout. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, even I, if he did it without the rollout, I would have been like, all right, that's a tribute. Yeah, exactly. But the rollout no, is clearly the more organized part of this. Yes. <laughs> and as long as I feel like I've known of Cuddy, you know, I, for the most part, I do fuck with him. And, 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 and I have respect I for him. Heavy. So. I love Cuddy. I'm Sad part to, of the Man on the Moon generation. Yeah. So, Sad like, to hear. But you got to call, call it. Cuddy is. Like Cuddy does did. not need this. Let's all be genuinely clear. <laughs> like, Cuddy is more famous than Kurt Cobain. Yeah. He didn't need this. Yeah. Let's just be clear about that. Yeah. You know, Cuddy's fandom, not to say that Kurt Cobain isn't. Uh, a great artist, very popular, blah blah blah, the whole spiel. But Cuddy does not need yeah, he just to ride off the album to call Chase Cobain. successful, as far as I know, that yeah. album was a success. So yeah, but yeah, moving but, on from that, um, I did mention uh, the Joe Budden podcast, so I will. Uh, I wanted to comment on one of his recent interviews because he interviewed Kevin Samuels, who <sighs> that that man, that man, uh. Makes me very, it, it it he he reminds me why black people fail to ever liberate themselves. Hmm. He is not very intelligent, but yeah. he's smart enough to pick up on grifts, yeah. <laughs> and so he's picked up on some very effective grifts, yeah. and has been selling them to the black community, and the black community has been yucking them up because one of the core tenets of the grifts is pander to their worst behavior yeah. justify their worst behavior and people will love you and that's what kevin samuels is all about is find the worst parts of of society find a scapegoat and and pander to it so that you don't actually ever deal with the issues so one thing that kevin samuels likes to talk about is the relationships between black and men and the attack on the black family which is real but his his uh his remedy to that is for black women to stop being delusional about their worth and stop holding black men to unreasonable standards. <laughs> what is he defined as unreasonable standards? Like, like he doesn't believe that sweetie should require anything of Quavo because how, how rich and how well Quavo provides for her. But isn't she equally? As... Absolutely. That's why he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's why he's a fucking idiot. He's not even talking about the context of the situations at hand. He's creating these shitty, broad premises that are absolutely not beneficial to most relationships, but that in individual anecdotal situations might have gotten someone to, to a better place and rides on that, despite the fact that if most people were to partake in his advice, our, our society would be further separated when it comes to the relationships between men and women like he's a, he's an idiot and the problem is is that you know he speaks eloquently enough to fool other stupid people like joe who is very charismatic very business savvy but just is not a smart person in general and so is unable to see through the grift he's unable to take the next step to, to look past the gratification of his poor behavior yeah. to say hey you know what Maybe his explanation for why it's okay for me to cheat while it feels good and makes and justifies my behavior is not a fair, a fair uh, uh, assessment of the individual situations that might lead to cheating. It's not. And so he ends up 
you know, getting this huge following. And I wouldn't even say huge. It's a middling following at best. <laughs> and and the real thing is, and, and we also have to be able to find out or, or to suss out when someone is bullshitting us by checking their sources. You know, this guy subscribes to the ideology of Jordan Peterson, <laughs> who is a white nationalist <laughs> from Canada. And it's is, like, isn't Jordan Peterson the uh, uh, wet pussies a bad thing guy? Yeah, he's he's all kinds of Did he's all kinds of not smart. Pussy is a bad he's thing a, guy. Yeah, when WAP came out, he was like, "Well, I'm pretty sure if it's wet, you need to go to the doctor." No, 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 that was Ben Shapiro. Oh, okay, my bad. That was my Ben Shapiro. Bad. My Sorry, bad. We don't I, get my, put, I get my he, Jordan Peterson. Peterson no, Jordan Peterson is the guy that says that um, he's having all society those. has failed incels because they deserve. <laughs> To, to, to be catered to because they are white males, which is the dominant... Yeah. Isn't uh, that the ideal yeah. theology that creates incels so, in the first place? This is why we don't oh, listen to Jordan Peterson. Goodness. And this is why we don't listen to people who think that Jordan Peterson is intelligent. Because clearly tactics. they are unable... They, they've picked up on the grift, but not on the substance of the conversation. And so that's where Kevin Samuels is. And now, Jordan, uh, and now Joe Budden has platformed him to have a discussion about black men and black women that it was to say it was not substantive was an understatement. They talked about a lot of things that are absolutely happening in the community and provided all of the wrong remedies. Wow, nice. <laughs> so when you do that, I feel like it's a failure of a conversation. They're on their new world order shit. <laughs> yeah. They're on the, yo, black women need to shut the fuck up and enjoy the ride because black men are on the come up and we're going to take you guys to success type of shit. And it's like, dude, yeah. without saying it's just like that. Though. <laughs> it's it's one of those like, Hey, 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 that old form of chauvinism, that shit was whack. My former chauvinism, chauvinism is that's that new shit, bro. You got to get on my wave. Yeah, yeah. Still it's so bad. But I'm just like, dude, no wonder fucking Maul and Rory are in no rush to come back to this show. They're like, nigga, you're just tossing the bag. You're just fumbling the bag. Pick it up, fumble. Pick it up, fumble. Like, bro, pick up the ball, cradle it, get the down, start a new play, please, and stop fumbling the bag, yo. Just finish the play for fuck's sake. But yeah, it was. It, I think it was a bad look. I think that he got middling response from it he will probably be happy with that response and unfortunately when you are a narcissist any response is ratification to do it again and so it's like all right bro keep doing it man but i don't think that that's going to gain you i don't think that's going to gain you followership for sure and it's not and it's not enlightening the people who you who you're who you're um trying to speak to because you're not giving the full context. Like he talks about, and this was a very small part of the interview, by the way, the reference to Jordan Peterson was very small, but it was an egregious one. It was, the, that was kind of the deal breaker for me. It's Any like, when you tell me that George you're listening Fetus to white supremacists, major, major one. And, and so, you know, he's shooting him bail talking about how, you know, he talks about, you know, certain things and he's being suppressed for it, but they don't add the context that he was banned from speaking in Canada because his, Followers are violent white nationalists, not because of the context of his speech, because the people who were going to show up at the speech were threatening violence. And so they told him, yo, you got to do something to calm this down. He said, no, I have every right to have my speech. And they said, yes, but you have to do something with your followers because if they're threatening and our intelligence agencies are telling us that this is a possible hotbed of, of, of activity, we're going to shut you down. And he's like, you're trying to shut down free speech. And they're like, no, you have to address the racist <laughs> followers. And he's like, no, you're shut. And so they're like, all right, dude, we're just going to shut you down. And so because of his stance, he can't even publish a book anymore. And it's like, dude, Simon and Schuster doesn't give a shit about your politics. 
They give a fuck about how much money you can make. And there are a lot of white nationalists in America, and so they want to publish your book. If Mm -hmm. they chose not to publish your book, it's because you are so toxic that your brand will only hurt them, (laughs) and so they don't want anything to do with you. Take a hint. But nah, nah, niggas see that, and they're like, see, oh, yeah, 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 you're oppressed. Like, shut up, dog. Yo, at some point, you have to take the, the hints. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, but nothing he says sounds white nationalist. And it's like, yeah, be, same. you could say the same thing about Sharon Osbourne. She didn't say anything racist, but you could tell she's racist by the way she treats the people who approach her about racism. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Like, <laughs> if you ask nice. somebody to hate, to, 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 can, would you mind making a definitive <laughs> statement against racism oh, because man. there is a misconception in the public about your stance and people are unwilling to do it? That's what Trump does. Yeah, exactly. That's what Trump does. You know what I mean? Say, like, that's come why on. It's really if you're not triggered by that, then you're that. just ignorant. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because for even people to try to deny that he didn't clearly show signs of being a racist. So like, it was I mean, when he was on, did you listen right to his Rogan? I know you listen to Rogan. Did you listen to jo- uh, Jordan Peterson on Rogan? I have before in the past, yeah. He approached and, him about it and all, and, and Joe Rogan shot him bail and laughed about, about him dancing racism. about uh, no no about directly not about his own racism <laughs> he never joe rogan would never accuse him of being a racist he doesn't believe in that kind of yeah, confrontation yeah. but he asked him about the white nationalist element of his uh listenership uh-huh. and his his followers yeah and he just said i'm not responsible for what people choose to do with their time and he and, and he gave one question of pushback i think about um <laughs> well don't you think that you have a responsibility to at least let them know that you don't stand with that. And he goes, no, because I'm not involved with that behavior. Mm. That was it. Yeah. No, I don't remember hearing any sketchy shit like that. I, for the, like, that's the thing too, from what, what I can remember from whether he, he considers him a friend of his, right? So Mm. he's been on his podcast, I guess, multiple times, at least in the past. Mm. From what the most thing that I can remember from listening to the Jordan Peterson ones on there was that he was having these, well, my takeaway from this guy anyways was that I was like, he's just fucking crazy because if you get that <laughs> if you get that deeply involved in whatever it is the thing is, then I'm like, you're just, yeah, well, you're way in and off the rails essentially. Um, but it was like all his controversy with the whole identification pronouns and that well, that's whole what, gender that was, and stuff. Yeah. And it almost seems like that was a blanketed, like from what you're telling me here, over the and whole like, You want to know what funny the part about that whole too. situation was? About the so gender identification. In, in, in Canada, they have pronouns. a law that says you have to refer to per- people by the, their preferred gender pronouns. Uh-huh. And university, too, is what a right? Law? University yeah, it's a law? Yeah, there's a little law that requires it. It's not enforced, though. That and so he was complaining law. about the law, uh-huh. a law of which he would never come under the jurisdiction of. Like, yeah, no one but had not ever at the university. Him. That was the other part that I mm-hmm. remember hearing. The right, it was that the university that he taught at was like Toronto or something. Yeah, that it was like specifically there that they were having rules that became very like stringent, or if you will, or whatever about. No, they were, they were, they were, they were, and they were saying that they are going to be compliant with the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all they were saying. Okay, it's not like Toronto University had extra rules yeah. on top of that yeah. to suppress, you know, people from misusing gender pronouns incorrectly. Mm-hmm. No, Toronto University supported the law. Mm-hmm. That's it. And so Jordan Peterson kept on coming in opposition to the law, a law of which he was never required to be subject to. It's not like and he was never cited as breaking the law. He himself said that he had no problem with using preferred gender pronouns. Yeah. He was just making us think about it because, and this is what he said on Joe Rogan, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He said, which win? <laughs> what time? He said, 
it was content that people were interested in hearing about. Oh, so I yeah. kept giving my opinion on it. Interesting. And what year was that? Are you like around? Ooh, 2012? No, oh, that no, long no, no, ago? No, 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 no. Not Holy that long ago. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was several years ago. I want yeah, to say yeah, 2016. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 16? That sounds right about the times I can remember listening to them. 16? Too, so. Yeah, I want to say 16. Yeah. Because I got his book. Maybe I got his book I and read his book, by the way. <laughs> I'm not so saying this as like, someone. I'm not saying this as someone who's unfamiliar with Jordan Peterson. Yeah. When I read the, the first book that became popular, which was like 12 Lessons or something of that nature. <laughs> it was It was a relatively salient book. But yeah. when I realized that he was who he's target audience was uh-huh. it was like okay you can write a book release it to the country let everyone buy it that's cool but that doesn't that doesn't stop the fact that he literally wrote that book to the incel culture of america hmm. and he did so in a way to court them towards an organized an organized uh online community of right-wing fascists when you court incels who lack a, a organized community and you know that the established community around your work is right-wing libertarians and extremists and white nationalists, what you're doing is, is you are actively conjoining disparate demographics to to help bolster the ranks of organizations that we don't, I don't think anyone in here agrees with. Moreover, you know, uh, uh, Canada has deemed a lot of the, the organizations that support him as terrorist organizations yeah. like at some point you got to stop and say okay i know that it's it, it could be an organized attack against me but you 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 have to make a stand against the things they're you're they're accusing you of no it's all them bro i didn't do nothing wrong <laughs> yeah i mean you get, people take that stance but then <laughs> i'm gonna read that as oh you fucks with it it's pretty much what that means yeah. you fucks with it <laughs> you know I, what i mean and that's usually like I fuck with it, but I know it's wrong, so I'm not gonna, I'm gonna admit openly that I fuck with, with it. it. <laughs> I've dealt with that's enough really racists to means. understand that that's how they do it, yeah. right? Yeah. Look, so, man, I'm not racist. I just think that the white race is better than all the other races, <laughs> and they should be held at a superior position. Yeah, I'm not racist though. So, just to bring it back to the to to the OG topic, the Joe Budden fumbling the bag with this Kevin Samuels interview. Um, my general critique of Kevin Samuels is that. He can accurately identify issues, but refuses to take responsibility for any of the the ills that plague his community. And so he, in turn, becomes part of the problem. And so platforming him was a bad idea. Furthermore, in this in this uh, interview, he attempted to shoot bail to a white nationalist, which further made it a terrible look. Red flag. And so <laughs> it, was just, red it was flag. just a, it was a bad look. And, and, and while I'm usually on here shooting Joe all kinds of flowers that was dumb and it was <laughs> it was a bad look and as for somebody dumb? who is already has you know you know when you already have a, a a public persona that says that you're bad with women to take that step just shows kind of like a kind of situational blindness to what's going on and so you know no one's perfect you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think Joe's taking an L on this one. Yeah. But I don't think, he, you know, being the narcissist he is, he'll never accept an L on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely I don't think that was a shining moment for the pod. Hey, man, if you get mm-hmm. two L's, put them together sideways, you get a W. You feel you me? You just w. get yeah, an angle the right way. Angle? Feel me? Two L's at oh, 45 yeah, degree angle. You can make a W. You know Reflected, what I mean? Reflected, back at each other, make a W. That's all you need. There you go. 
Just a little bit of work will bring you a W. <laughs> oh, yeah. you did some creativity. And man. I did want to say how I like, I see that you respect Joe Budden, but you also will be critical of him. Yeah, no, nah, so. when you do, when people do wild shit, you got to call out the wild shit because yeah. that shit is, because, you know, unfortunately, he, this is something that he did under the guise of trying to have a positive community discussion mm-hmm. only to platform somebody who <laughs> will be toxic to the community. And it also seems like... you have to be like, careful about having the platform, right? That, yeah. yeah. And I'm very mindful of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's when I invite I'm not, people I'm not on, out here spewing hate. Yeah, you know, I do it because I believe... Making the people sad. They have a generative <laughs> conversation, you know what I mean? No, you can make people sad, but you're not doing so in a way that's meant to destroy their souls. You know what I mean? Like the kind yeah, of shit that they, the kind of uh, relationship advice that this guy gives will <laughs> cause people to be very bitter in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it seems like Joe got this dude on here to kind of make him feel better about not being <laughs> good in relationships. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's over here, and this nigga's been bragging about his new girlfriend. And I'm just like, oh, jeez. Yeah, well. And I'm like, damn, dude. Well, then again, she's she's riding with all the shit he's doing now. Is so he the maybe... dude that says that uh, uh, that people are like high value black men? Is he the yeah. dude that says that? High value black man. Yeah, people who, You're people a high who value think black that, man. Yeah, like people who think that humans are valued in in ways that are other than intrinsic yeah. are just not good people, and they don't understand human. <laughs> they don't understand humans because and 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 the funny part is that they don't see like, yo, how many millionaires. And billionaires commit suicide because the suicide rate per capita for them is a lot higher than the general public. It's mm. fair. Isn't that weird? Maybe it's kind of like the value of life has nothing to do with money. I don't know. I mean, it's I not could be crazy. Weird. Nah, it's not that weird. It's like because at that level, you there's far less restrictions and less restrictions <laughs> automatically <laughs> means that you're more likely to kill yourself. Yeah, there you go. I think it kind of goes me. hand in hand. Like yeah, that. like when when and if no, you're but, a billionaire, you but don't more really money have to also follow means more ability rules. to sterilize your environment and control your environment. True. So it doesn't mean that you're more likely to kill yourself. No, and, I, I like I didn't mean that as a direct correlation. That's oh, not what I was trying to say. Oh, okay, I apologize. I'm saying I is when you're a you're billionaire, you yeah. have more opportunities, right? Yeah, you have so. far more opportunities. If to you kill chose to kill yourself, any normal person, a much more effective manner, or not even if you're trying to, your ability to accidentally kill yourself is actually. You know, no, but I'm saying, but your higher. ability to sterilize your environment is way higher than your ability to increase the danger in your environment, I think. Absolutely. But that, yeah. that was never what I was contesting, you know what I mean? But it's like, it, you can, your environment can, can fuck you over without you trying to, like, you know, actually have it do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can try to have fun and kill yourself. <laughs> That's kind of what I mean. That's what I'm getting at. It's not about, like, whether or not you sterilize... If you sterilize no, your I'm environment saying, I, and you I do coke a lot, you can mostly, still die by accident. Yeah. I, no, and and I and I don't think that that's something that's very prevalent. I don't think that the suicides that or deaths by whatever reasons in the rich or the ultra rich community are accidental. No, mostly poor people do stupid shit. Like that was just an example. Like I have, like like I, I have a friend who was telling me a story about um his brother <laughs> went to to uh, summer break with some of his friends. And they were uh, wave doing wave runners uh, on a river, and they had uh, on the back of the wave runner they had like a boogie board or something. Skim board, bro. And uh, those things are evidently aren't supposed to be uh, put on the back of the uh, of, of certain vessels yeah. because of a danger. And um, so they were flying down, and he hit a wake, mm. and a girl fell off the back of the wave runner. And unfortunately, the whip rind, the person was going laterally in the water and decapitated her. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of dumb shit I imagine when you say accidental deaths by by trying to have fun. And I'm like, I don't think rich people do shit like that. 
I think that's something that silly poor people do because they have no real dangers. Yeah. And it's like, yo, you guys just shouldn't have been doing that. I hear you. I think it gets credit in general at that. <laughs> but point, I mean, just but... as, as an example, but I don't. I don't think yeah. that. I think when rich people go out and do stupid shit to have fun, like yeah, you'll get your Amy Winehouses occasionally. But mm. I think that that's the minority. Most mm. of the time, if you see a rich person <laughs> dying from something like a, a, a pill overdose, it's because they were trying to uh, uh, do the old lace thing. Al, uh, Edgar Allan Poe and old lace mm. committing. <laughs> um, sorry, that is a hell of ex, uh, esoteric fucking <laughs> reference. But um, it's a reference to su- committing suicide, yeah, well. which is intentional. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. How did I get on that shit? Um, Dude, who knows? <laughs> moving on from that, I think that uh, I think that it's it's uh, it's very indicative of Joe to when at his height take a misstep. I just hope that this one doesn't doesn't hurt him because. Yeah. Platforming someone like Kevin Samuels will get you removed from from the, some of the larger platforms. Jeez. You know what I mean? It's not bad. Well, if Jordan Peterson is literally banned from speaking in Canada, you yeah. know what I mean? And you're trying to platform someone who says, hey, we should listen to this guy. Does he live unlikely. here now? Like, no. Where does he live? In Canada. Oh. Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. But he is also banned there. You've been from, from, from public speaking, yeah. I mean, that oh, makes wow. more sense, right? They would know him better than anyone. <laughs> you know? They're keeping tabs on <laughs> they, the they employed him at a public university. <laughs> They're not going to let him move here, huh? He ain't going to Texas. No, I'm pretty sure they let him come in here. Are you kidding me? He's got plenty. He's got a good oh, yeah. network. He's probably a pretty no, big, like, could he a pretty move big here following. Is yeah, he still I mean, at I, university? I guarantee you that if he were to ask for sponsors to move here, he'd have a he whole... He's still at the university then, too, huh? Yeah, the, the same university he complains won't let him, won't let him teach. He still teaches there. <laughs> You know, given the and, and and what's funny is is he has the opportunity. I'm pretty sure he would could make a ton of money in America just doing public speaking. Yeah, like you can make two hundred fifty thousand dollars talking to white nationalists like that, no problem. Yeah, the capital thing was basically his fault, huh? No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 a little Mr. Fantastic over there. It's always funny when I see niggas piling shit on. It's like, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't need to pile on an so extra what you're saying is here. he calls 9-11. Damn. Gotcha. Yeah. But no. Oh, I just think that it, it, it was a bad look. Joe didn't do his research. And, and, and it's indicative of the unprofessional nature of what he's doing. He might be a professional. He might be considered a professional podcaster. He is not a professional journalist. And when you're talking to other people professionally, journalism is what you would really like to be doing. <laughs> not yeah. not just aimlessly talking to people. But yeah. Nice. Moving on from that and other entertainment news. Speaking of interviews, Quando Rondo, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Um, he recently was was uh in the news because of his beef with King Vaughn, which resulted in King Vaughn's passing. Um, was doing a interview tour, and he was speaking to Angela Yee, and the gist of what I got from what he was saying was that he wasn't, he didn't kick Vaughn's death wasn't a result of him trying to come at Vaughn for his death. King's Vaughn's death was a result of bad timing, and hood niggas responding like hood niggas do. Yeah, there was a video of it. Yeah, yeah there's no, there was a video, right, of, it, huh? video of it, which which absolutely, in my opinion, corroborates what he was saying. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, 
when I first, you know, when I first encountered this story, I was of the ilk of niggas need to stop shooting, learn to fight, blow the heady. It's it's no problem. Sometimes you get beat up. You know what I mean? It's a thing. A lot day. of famous niggas have been beat up before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. You know what I mean? It's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not the end of your career. You don't got, yeah, it's not the end of your career. You know, famous decks gets beat up every week. You know what I mean? I don't Niggas get beat up all the time. You know, like, just stop shooting. And that was my stance initially. But, you know, we just got off the JBP. One of his new co-hosts, Ice, you know, he's he says he's not a street nigga. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the name like Ice, that doesn't sound like a street nigga at all. That sounds like a dude that works in the library for sure. Absolutely. Show. Ice um, the librarian. <laughs> and so, you know, he has a very salient hood perspective. And so he was like, listen, I am sad Vaughn is dead. But I'm not delusional enough to think that this was going to happen any other way, given the situation that happened. Quando Rondo is outside with one of his mans holding him down. And a group, a gang of niggas roll up, one of which proceeds to attack Quando. Quando's mans is there. He is there explicitly to hold Quando uh, down. He's got the toolie. There's a gang of niggas. He's a hood nigga. What did anyone expect to happen other than him to bust shots? And if you're a hood nigga, you're not busting shots, warning shots. You're shooting at niggas. These King Vaughn and his crew knows this is how it goes down. Now, I imagine from King Vaughn's side, from what I understand, he viewed it slightly different. He saw Quando Rondo on the dolo, assuming that was a good time to get just a fist fight in. I got yeah. a gang of niggas. You only got one nigga. I can, this is a good opportunity. I'm going to tell my niggas stand down with the tools. We're going to fight it out, and then we're going to squash it. Yeah. That was his perspective. But Quando's man's perspective is, I got a job to do. Mm-hmm. I'm the security. Whether or not he's official security, I'm, I'm just saying. He feels in his mind, he's, he's the security holding down the plug. Quando Rondo's the plug. He's the one carrying the crew. Yeah, He did what he had to do totally switch my perspective because I do understand and respect the street ethics. I'm not part of them. That doesn't mean I can't respect how they live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because I choose not to live my life that way does not mean I don't have the utmost of respect for how other niggas choose to live their life. That's something that's missing from American culture. Yeah. They well, don't have a, compl- on it. <laughs> a good understanding of how to Respect other people's choice of how they want to yeah, live. We're At the on same that. time, acknowledging it's not the way you choose to live. Yeah, All right. of that's okay. But anyway, back to the you know the discussion at hand. When ICE broke it down that way, it totally changed my perspective. There really is no other way that this happens. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. Given the choices that everyone made prior to coming into this situation, there was no other way for this to happen. And and. And I say all of that, I, I bring all of that into perspective to say, Quando Rondo is on his interview tour and it looks like he's trying to turn on the smoke. And honestly, I don't, I'm not, typically I feel like, yo, if you murder a nigga's homeboy, 
the idea that you are now going to attempt to turn down the smoke is pretty repugnant. Like, my nigga, what? Nah, nigga, you <laughs> brought the smoke to the current level. Yeah. How are you now going to ask me to bring the smoke down? No, no, no. You let me take my turn at escalation, and then you could turn the smoke down. How about yeah. that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's typically the hood mentality that I would revert to. But given that this was a situation that did not have very many possible outcomes, not to say that he couldn't let Vaughn fight Quando Rondo. He's probably beating his ass. He would have probably got kicked out the crew. And then where is he? Back to square one trying to make a life for himself when he's already chosen his path. So no, I don't blame him for taking his, his making his decision to do what they had all agreed he would be there to do. Yeah. And if that's the case, if I'm Vaughn's crew, do I now escalate on a situation that really didn't have many outcomes? Fair enough. I don't know. You know what I mean? I think that, that that's the kind of quandaries that come up to hood niggas that lead to wrong decisions. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that that could lead to someone saying, no, I'm going to go hard for my nigga. And now it's like, oh, but that was your out though. Yeah. That was that was your ability to stop the cycle of violence. But you just explained the problem right there. You know what I mean? Like, no one ever wants to stop the violence on their turn. Oh, no. And that's the thing is I completely understand the mentality that they're in. It's one that I find myself in all the time. But part of my success in life is being able to walk away from that mentality at times. Yeah. When it's when it's really just not a, not just appropriate. Throw the whole thing away, man. And Nine unfortunately, leave the whole world blind. Oh man, ooh, that's that statement. Ooh, I love that phrase. It's, it's the ultimate. That it's the ultimate right there is test one that, of maturity ugh. as a human being is your ability to forgive when you're the one that's just when the hurt is raw. Yes, yes. That is your ultimate test as a human being, and it's the reason why I say it's the ultimate it's a part test of is because it's a part of it's a test of maturity for sure. Because if you don't pass that shit. You know, you're just going to continue the silence and nothing changes. I mean, and, continue and the what cycle and nothing cycle, changes. Yeah, yeah. The, posi- the position that they have reached is what makes it inappropriate. If these niggas were not, I believe, multi-million dollar platinum rappers, if Rondo, I don't think Rondo's platinum, but I think Vaughn's been platinum. Yeah. Okay. Vaughn's been platinum. Nice if you're not a platinum rapper or if you're not dealing with platinum rappers and you're just some street niggas doing street shit, that's one thing. But what makes what happened inappropriate is the fact that there was the presence of so many bags. And I honestly, I think that that's what changed uh, Quando Rondo's mind about this whole situation because he was kind of braggadocious about it in the beginning. Kind of? <laughs> kind of? Listen, man had to Quando cancel tours because he was going so wild. So <laughs> he was going ham in the in the days after Now he Vaughn's can't perform. Passing. He can't perform no more. See, no. that's why he has to come out here I had and never squash heard the whole thing. And so I understand. No. Turned up but a little too much. That's part of but the maturing process. It's kind of like what you said about, um, it's, it's sort of like similar with mm-hmm. the Cuddy thing. Like, because he was using that as mm. purely as, it was cloud chasing. Mm. Like, it was cloud chasing. It, it was, oh, this is an opportunity for me to make myself, like, now I try to bust off of people, tragedy. Mm-mm. And it's like, it's can't a double-edged that. sword with that. Because it's people get upset. Exactly. People's emotions. People hurt. You feel me? Like, yo, you can't just be shitting on like people's, especially because Vaughn was taking care of the hood. He was. People loved Vaughn. Yes. People true. loved him. So, like, in the in the aftermath of his death, to react the way that Quando Rondo did, like, I can it understand why he's on a. I can very much understand why he's on a like squash the beef tour right now. Oh, please, guys, no hmm. more. 
I can't make bro, it more money. Bro, I saw this video and, and, I, and I forced myself to watch it to the end because it was the most ridiculous shit ever. So, and I'm just going to tell the story to to wrap up this topic. Um, So, it's this video where I guess this dude got some of his homies. He's repping. I'm assuming blood set. He had a red ski rolled up on his head. All that shit. Went to, got his got a new car. He got a fresh new whip. Wanted to, got his homies. Was like, yo, let's go ride through the ops hood. Show him how good we're doing. Good idea, bad idea. Listen, <laughs> if, if you even thought that, then you're doomed. You're on the path down. When keeping it real goes wrong. So they decide to do that now. If you're rolling through a ops hood, the likelihood is is that there's probably a bunch of people who who got nothing to lose. And so the ops noticed him, got one of the heads to 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 scoop up one of their their trash hoopty rides, and when they caught him at a corner, they they T-boned him and hit him. That's rough. Now that nigga stuck out in the street. Now his <laughs> you know homeboys did the very obvious thing. <laughs> they booked it, nigga. Those reminds they me of those it. like they old ran war movies. Out of the hood, they ran out of the. They ran to the closest border of the hood and didn't look back mm-hmm. and left that nigga. Now I assume he stayed because he was worried about his car. <laughs> now mind you, they ain't gonna do nothing with your broke ass car, nigga. They might strip it, but your shit's crashed anyway. Just claim it on the motherfucking insurance. But now he want to stay with the car. So this nigga on 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 IG live. Oh, these niggas hit me and everyone right left uh talking his shit. Now, I guess the nigga who called for for him to be to be uh T-bone shows up. And so you can hear in the background of live, you can hear like a slapping sound, like someone slapping their <laughs> hands together, and he's yelling at him, Yeah, nigga, is this easy, nigga? Is this easy? Now, you've been in the hood before, right, Tyler? You've been in some relatively hood situations. I have. Yes. If you could hear a nigga slapping his fists from mad feet away, telling you this is how easy it is, <laughs> that is probably one of the most frightening things that I can imagine being in. Because you yeah. are going to get fucked up. Like, you know you are getting fucked <laughs> up bad. Yeah. You are about to get fucked up bad. You're about to lose everything on you. What are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Try to... So yeah, this thing is in his, you know, in his car on his IG live, and the nigga yokes him out of the car, and all you can hear is the thumping of an ass whooping. Yeah, damn. <laughs> this nigga picks up his phone again, and you can see all the chains is gone, his shirt's ripped <laughs> off, his Jeez. face is fucked up, bloody, <laughs> and he's weeping, damn. weeping. Jumps back in the car, locks the doors. He's hiding in the car. <laughs> Jesus, that sounds wild. And he's crying. So this nigga spends the next like video. four minutes. I'm just sitting here watching this nigga crying to IG Live. Oh, help me, man. Help me. All right. Now, my nigga, you're supposed to be a gangbanger. You take, you either fight back or take that ass whooping. From what it sounded like, it was only one nigga yeah. putting it on him. <laughs> and from, because he's out there with his live, he's showing it. It only looked like one nigga rolled on him. Yeah, wow. Eventually, you hear the sirens come up because it's the hood. Eventually, a cop is going to pass by and see a crashed car in the, in the middle of the street, so they got to clear it. Mm. Police come out. So now, this nigga gets the battery in his back when he sees the cops. Ah, I'm going to kill this nigga. He took my jewelry. Get him or kill him. I'm like, yo, my nigga, are you for real right now? 
this. Are you for real right now? Now, mind you, the nigga who he's talking to is so fearless. He sees the cops and still don't run, don't leave, don't nothing. Yeah. He took the nigga's jewelry, is standing there with the jewelry he pilfered from him. Wow. While the cops are president, and he's just talking shit to him. But now this nigga is turning up so much that the cops have to detain him. <laughs> because he's talking about, I'm going to kill him. You're making death threats in front of a cop. You're wearing gang colors. The fuck is wrong with you? This sounds like a pretty fascinating video. And it's one of the <laughs> and, and, and and I say all this at the tail end of that 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 conversation we had just to say it always goes wrong. Whatever idea you had in your mind of stunting on the ops will always go wrong. Fair. Vaughn wanting to fight Quando was nothing but stunting on the ops. Quando wasn't pressing him. Quando wasn't surrounding him. Quando didn't have him cornered. Quando didn't force him into a fist fight. He chose to enter that fist fight. And unfortunately, rest in peace, Vaughn, it was a bad decision. Let's not continue the cycle of making bad decisions unforced. These unforced errors are not the lick. It really isn't. It's not a good look. It's getting so bad that these niggas are getting on IG Live to promote their unforced errors. Let's stop it. Yeah, I agree. Nice statement there. Yeah. Yep. So, moving on from that, I, I saw this shit. This shit had me rolling laughing. So evidently the guy from um, Passion of the Christ who played Jesus. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Wow. Nice. Evidently he has decided to join QAnon. And so he has been purporting this conspiracy theory that he got uh, that he got blackballed from the industry uh, after his portrayal of Christ because there is a a um, left wing conspiracy to destroy Christianity in America. Of course, the internet immediately got on there to say, "Hey, dude, are you aware that your IMDb shows that you've had like a dozen roles after Passion of the Christ that you did terribly in, like?" It, it it's not Bruh. a cancellation if you got jobs Jesus, and you did poorly. Willem Willem Dafoe played Jesus and my, that my nigga's still working. Oh, that nigga Willem Dafoe's still everywhere, me? still working to this day. But I thought that was hilarious. Like, water, son. Jesus joined QAnon. That's an interesting See, concept. Now it's not all that surprising that my nigga was struck by lightning. He was struck by lightning. That, yeah, during the film. That's Passion of the Christ is another one of those movies that had like mysteriously strange things happened over the course of their filming. One of which was this nigga was struck. Jim Caviezel was struck by lightning. No wonder he's so crazy. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That explains a lot. Solved. Like, I wish that all the people who say crazy shit had cool stories like that. To say like, <laughs> yo, nigga, I was struck stories. by lightning. Yeah, like I got struck by lightning and it opened my mind. It's like, no, okay. You got struck by lightning and destroyed a section of your brain and now you <laughs> think you're enlightened. But yeah. we've seen we've all seen phenomenon, right? Yeah. Wow. Um so sorry. It's an old movie. It's from like what the nineties. Okay. Um yeah. Phenomenon. Middle nineties. With um yeah. early nineties. Uh uh Mid- John Travolta. What was what was the I do he did make a movie called Phenomenon. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> he said, when was that movie out? Ninety I want I wanna say ninety six. Come on, I'm uh, that. I'm not long sure, but long uh, uh, interesting trivia. First movie I ever saw in the movie theater was uh, Michael with John oh, Travolta. Oh, John Travolta. Okay. That was a good movie, actually. I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, it, was, it fucks with it. But John Travolta's in Scientology, isn't he? 
Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah. yeah. When did yeah. that movie come out? Uh, Phenomenon. Is a 1996 American romantic fantasy I was going to say 95, so 96. Damn, bro. My bad. I, I make it references. And Dude, also, this is, yo, my nigga, also I awesome my old song, man Phenomenon references by LL Cool J. What's that? <laughs> Don't forget the song Phenomenon by LL Cool J. That too. Something like a phenomenon. But no, the, the, the story of Phenomenon is, is that he got struck by lightning and strange shit started happening. He just yeah, got nice. powers. Okay, but cool. then they found out he had a, a brain tumor, I think. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's not funny. Brain tumors aren't yeah. funny. But yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a story arc from John Caviezel, no? Did he not just take that story arc? I mean, yes. yeah, he Caviezel also admitted he was struck by lightning while filming the Sermon on the Mount during the crucifixion. What? His hair caught on fire. Yo, if God pro yo, I'm sorry, that is a direct protest from the powers that be against what you're doing. That's crazy. But that's but that's also a testament to human uh, human uh, resilience resilience and and stick to itness and he perseverance because that nigga stuck with it. Yeah, like, hey, was. listen. Oh, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure if any black person was plagued Jesus and they got struck by lightning mm. during the sermon of the fucking mount, no, they would have stopped. That's it. That's a rat, B. They would have given their <laughs> life over rat. to God. You kidding me? Uh, Actually, they would probably have a great pretense to start a church because oh, black people goodness. flock to that. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. That's a great origin story for a demagogue, for sure. What? Man, what we all see Messiah. You can start Damn, a whole bro. new religion off Yo, that I shit. I feel like these TV shows have started, have been just, they've been narrating our, our lives for so long, <laughs> man. It's like so much shit. I can be like, yeah, there's a show about that. There's a reference. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, man. how about uh, Gary Busey? What made him all crazy and weird like he is? Oh, I just think that's him. Yeah, that's, that's just that's <laughs> Not just everyone's Gary. been shocked, struck by lightning. Uh, I was going to say, like, like I was going to say well, drugs man. in the, um, He's a he's a he's an '80s famous actor. Yeah, oh, Gary exactly. Busey. I'm thinking of Steve Buscemi. I am sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Gary Steve Busey. Buscemi's absolutely. Fine. No. Yeah. Exactly. He's fine. I'm like, I don't think he looks weird, but yeah, it's he's the bug eyes, man. Guy. But <laughs> no, um, Gary Busey has tons of drugs. But yeah, cocaine. Yeah, if I had to guess, yeah, it's a lot the funny, of cocaine. For me, the reference for Busey is like growing up as a kid. I could tell he's some like weird, like crazy dude. Funny too, cocaine. but crazy. But then, once I realized that he was more like normal and famous, successful in the eighties, yeah. you're like, okay, I see the trends. Because our only contact point for him is is movies and shows where they accentuate that look, and yeah. it's like, wow. But if you actually meet him, just a dude. Yeah, yeah. just a, a dude. Degree of normalcy in that. I shit. could see him hanging out, just chilling. But yeah, man. Do you see? So man, that explains so much, man. I was I was really floored though. I was like, man, he's making conspiracy theories. He's joining QAnon. I'm like, the rebrand is crazy. The rebrand is yeah, wild. I never saw that coming. I never did. The only reason I know who he is is because he was scheduled to play um a uh, uh, fucking Cyclops in the old X Men Fox movies, but right. he was replaced by James Marsden. It's the only reason why I know his name. Oh yeah, no. And they then later on, he did the Passion of the Christ. Ooh. That nigga's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But now I feel bad making fun of him because I feel like he really has brain damage. And you like, feel like he was actually hurt yeah. from the lightning strike? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. It's a whole and that, Look, the article said, but he was otherwise miraculously unharmed. So this uh, is part of the problem, you know? is that a cognition test can't tell if you're... if. If there's internal damage. Look, he's fine on the outside. Because That's what matters. A cognition matters test can't tell the change in personality, which would be indicative of the damage. That's how brain damage uh, a lot of times is diagnosed is through mm -hmm. the personality change. And a cognitive test can't tell that. Hmm. And, and yeah, I feel like... Now I feel bad for even bringing this up. But <laughs> I really feel like that nigga got hurt. Just edit this and out. He's still functional. <laughs> and because he's functional, nobody could call out the damage to his personality. And so it's the 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 damage to his brain isn't being diagnosed. 
Damn. So all right, we, I want to well, move on from no, this topic. Like you, just, you just broke it down now. Maybe that's all that it took. No, I'm pretty. Yeah, no, dude, straight up, straight up. Like, Maybe that's now the thing. Like, the I've, I've literally like read stories about it. Like, I, I'm a good storyteller, but I couldn't even make shit like that up. Right, <laughs> that's some serious malfeasance when people go for that long with brain damage, and it just can't be because everyone's trying to respect their decisions. They can't be helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. There's so many public, and especially because the entertainment industry. Uh, creates a world that can be psychologically damaging for people. Yeah. It, it, you, you can go a very long time with either brain damage or Britney psychological Spears. issues with un, and just not be diagnosed because your money makes you functional. Britney Spears. Yeah, absolutely. And and the worst part is, is that I don't think Britney Spears is crazy, mm. but I think she has certain developmental issues that came from being a child star so early. Yeah, yeah. You know, and That's so she right. has to compensate for certain develop developmental issues, which are different than brain damage, which is different than mental health issues. Being developmental poor. issues, or not even just being poor. <laughs> she wasn't poor. No, it, she's been I'm saying, I'm saying it's different not. from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's you know, her issue was is that you know society sets up life in a way to throw certain things at you to help guide your maturity and development. When you're super rich at such a young age you kind of d miss a whole portion of the developmental stage during your adolescence that is super important for being a functional adult. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just because she has money and she can <laughs> sing doesn't make her immune to that. And so, yeah, I think, you know, Britney Spears is another uh, uh, example of that. And that, and it's even a third type of issue that we run into. You know she what I mean? She also had one parasitic deeper. parent. At least yeah. one parasitic yeah. parent. Which probably did not help develop the, the developmental issues. You know what I mean? It, it it definitely exacerbated shit. So, yeah, I'm not gonna sit on that topic anymore because I feel bad. I feel bad for talking about my man like that. <laughs> now, um, here let's do this, something a little bit more fun. Did you hear about this um, new anime uh, that's coming out? Yes, okay. movie. Yes, you know, you know, nigga, yeah. you know, nigga. I'm, I'm, I Keith Stanfield. I don't know when it singing. drops, but I'm really looking forward. Oh to it. Oh my goodness, it looks so good. For, for those that don't know what it is, before I I, I I preempted that, it's an anime about Yasuke, who's the black samurai that served under Oba, Oda Nobunaga. Oda Nobunaga. So it's Oda. he's inspired by a real person. Yes. So I'm really, really excited to see how the anime adapts it. And uh, like you mentioned, Lakeith Stanfield, Lakeith Stanfield is playing Yasuke. So, so I love Excited. anime renditions of historical events. Okay. I those are my favorite animes, and I love anime starring black characters, of which I can only think of two from the top of my head. Yeah, I mean Naruto has one, Samurai Champloo has one. That's another one. And That's who right. else? I was thinking of um, Sam and and uh, Afro Samurai. Yes, Sam Jackson. Yeah, so those are the ones that I'm aware of, and they were all really well done. Yeah. But there's also, there's a ton of black animes, and so Definitely. I'll shout out again Noir Caesar. I, I like that anime studio. It, there, it's a black, queer, female anime studio that just, they do their thing. Mm. I fuck with them. Yeah. yeah. Their animation is on point. I mean, it's just high quality uh, writing and, and illustration. So nice. I'll, I'll plug them real quick to talk about black animes, but... Um, move uh, back to the to the topic. Yeah, Yasuke, man, I'm super amped for that. I think you really enjoy that. That's one that you might want to come by and watch if you okay. want when I'm going to. Uh, but it's gonna yeah, be down. it's gonna be super super uh, exciting for that because the st the story is is one that I think it's it's interesting looking at that story from a Western perspective because in Japan 
one of the things that was so revolutionary about uh, Oda, no- Oda Nobunaga was his uh, acceptance of Western tradition and also his willingness to deviate from Japanese tradition when it came to the acceptance and acknowledging of other people's worth and power. Hmm, He saw, like, in Japanese culture of of the time, the poor were, like, literally not considered people. Like, your your human value was very tied into your economic value. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nobunaga was, was... famous for not doing that that's what made um, his army strong was, was because he, he had didn't the subjugate to the poor people no. he enlisted them yes he and he gave them purpose and actually rewarded he them when purpose. they did well and he and he wasn't so supercilious as every single other japanese emperor as to say that his glory was his own like that was a very popular trope for japanese leaders is that their glory is their own <laughs> and nobunaga turned that on his head and said his glory is the people's and that's also a part of what um uh um what yasuke no um hideyoshi his um oh, uh, the person who succeeded him Toyotomi, that was one of the things i think that's hideyoshi's yeah. last name yeah, it was one of the things that his successor brought uh took from him when he when he took over power after um nobunaga but anyway enough with the history lesson sorry it's a great story it, 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 it's one that I think Japan can take a new lesson from because they 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 learned to honor, you know, Western traditions, but not incorporate them. And Nobunaga really sought to incorporate them more into into the culture. And that's what I think is missing. And this, this is a great story to help bring back that spirit. Nice. Yeah, and the timing, I'd say that. I know Netflix, I'm pretty sure it was in January. Mm-hmm. Netflix came out with a documentary. It's like a six, eight part, six or eight part series on the historical Japanese uh, mm. empire and those in that era. Yeah. Yeah. I so, started that one. Yeah. I started it too. I haven't, I, I never picked back up on it. After like watching, let's say the first twenty minutes of the first episode, mm-hmm. but it was good. It was one of those things. Probably better example. There's just a lot to watch these days, so I'll eventually get to it. Yeah, but it was good, and yeah, that's how it started I like out talking that about. I can come back to honestly. sure. Yeah, so there you go. Breaking Bad is my example of that. Um, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, I definitely remember the Nobunaga character being mentioned and the whole family, like the initial, the introduction to what was going on there. Yeah, yeah the differences he was the, that they were going. I think through. his army was the first one to introduce firearms. Yes, sir. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he was That's the one that was crazy, edge. though, too, also, that they were talking the, about, yeah? I'm sorry? Crazy he was like as wild. in, yeah, cra- crazy as in, like, he refused the he traditions, kind of like what Kree was Yeah, and his shinobi servants were all given, I think, um, noble status. Um, yeah, he was doing wild shit. <laughs> yeah, he. Cool. that's why they, they sort of didn't like him. Not yeah. sort of. They really didn't they like really. him because he just... He shitted on all the traditions. It was like, you know what? I'm going to do what I want and what I think is best. Yeah. And yeah. all the things that you guys have done before. Ah, but, but it, it's super. Yeah. Like, I thought it was. I, I really like Nobunaga because he destroyed the idea that traditions are, are like fixed. Yes. Yeah. He's like, why can't we make new traditions? Like, mm-hmm. yes, I get it. And those are awesome. Let's use what we what was good from those. But let's incorporate part of our new modern world and bring them into the current. And mm-hmm. honestly, that is part. When it comes to technology, 
Japan has been really good at incorporating foreign technology into their own society and improving and making it part of their culture, i.e. the computer. The the, the computer is an American innovation that Japan has absolutely (laughs) taken to its heights. Japanese supercomputers are some of the best in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Japanese computer designers do some of the uh, some of the most important work when it comes to architecture of 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 computers. So, yeah, you know, it's funny how it, the the impact of of Nobunaga on their culture is seen in their adoption of technologies and it comes to its full <laughs> maturity in computer sciences. Like, it's funny. I'm pretty sure that Nobunaga didn't would have never imagined <laughs> that that's where his mindset would where come to its full fruition. Led. Yeah. But all right, let's go on. You know what? I'm gonna. We're just gonna move on to our final topic of the day because I know we're gonna. We've been running on. Um, in Knoxville, Tennessee, I want to give an R.I.P. to Anthony Thompson Jr., who was murdered by Knoxville police. Um, of course, it's, the first thing was that they wanted to release was that uh, he was shot. He had a gun. He didn't have a gun. Um. The police officer who was shot in the altercation was shot by his own gun when <laughs> uh, Anthony was attempting to fight for his life. This can't be reformed. Nothing can be. Nothing. Nothing is ever going to 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 change this. And there was a huge controversy that that stirred up recently because Chris Cuomo, you know, trying to show his full solidarity with uh, Black Lives, tried to say hey, this will never stop happening until white people's kids start dying and let's be 100 percent honest sandy hook was mostly white children and nothing happened nothing's going to change this until we as people decide that we no longer want this to be the case that we we take a hard stand and we we demand from our politicians that they fix this or else we will be in the streets Nothing's going to change. That is the only way. And that is why you see such a militarized uh, response to protests these days. Because it is they know that that is the last thing that, that can affect them. Mm-hmm. The last thing that can affect them is if we all go out in the streets and burn their shit down. Yeah. And that is why I will always 100% support looting. Listen, if you own a local business and your business gets burned down, you got insurance. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you. No, I don't. You're inconvenienced. Yeah. People are dying and we're in a system that won't change. And the only thing that can get them to consider changing is the closer the fire gets to their buildings. And if you choose to situate yourself in between us and them, I'm sorry. I hope that the insurance pays you out. But no, I'm not going to to call for people to stop because the system that we live in has decided that they will allow nothing to change. And there are things that need to change. Yeah. That's where the policing needs to change. Yeah. And that's a response. And, and, and if we're not, and I'm not saying that anyone here has to also advocate for, 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 for what's going on. But what I'm saying is, is that me personally, I'm not going to denounce anyone who takes to the street, um, and decides that property damage is the escalation that is going to get the point across. Yeah. That's, I'm not going to do that. Because too often well, they want to talk about the property of, damage, but they refuse to acknowledge the life loss. Yeah. And vandalism and looting, isn't that the difference there too? You're saying the vandalism part should essentially it's be one in the same it's a semantic difference. It's yeah. a semantic difference. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Because guess what? 
all these people who you're who are claiming are are vandalizing and and looting were they looting before you murdered this person yeah they're probably just using it as an excuse that's fine you also could not murder the person and they don't have an excuse how about that how about we start fucking focusing on taking away the excuse of the fucking people who are doing the looting instead of focusing on the fact that they're looting because guess what it's in the past they've already done it you can incarcerate them and then you can kill someone else and guess what a whole new batch of people are going to come loot and so that's the thing that you know that's what gets me riled up about this shit is that you know on you have one side where where people want to talk about don't loot be civil march and you see what they're doing you the military is yo the military is 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 being deployed to to corral the the population and this is why i don't respect military people anymore because they should know better than anymore yeah Uh, no because i i i I know a lot i have a lot of family in the military i know a lot of veterans i'm in the presence of a veteran (laughs) but i cannot respect active military who are willing to be deployed against the american people yeah like they fully do not understand what the military is for Mm -hmm. they fully don't understand and more so they are so incapable of providing anything for themselves and i'm talking about the mostly white people because mm-hmm. I understand that a lot of black people flee to the military because of poverty. Yeah. And it's the only way for them to get some kind of foothold in the systems of this society that benefit white people. Yeah. They get better banking. They get better housing. They get better, you know, medical. They have more access to things than the average American. So I understand why black, but white people who are the overwhelming majority in the military, I don't respect any of them because they they have so many uh societal structures designed for their success mm-hmm. if only they would apply themselves to it yeah. you know we have yeah but just all this affirmative action shit yeah but you want to know what the funny part is if you look at any any statistical analysis of affirmative action shows that white women are the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action because they are a minority community and so it's like you know there are just no things to help black people. So I understand why black people take the choices that they do, whether yeah. they go to the streets or to the military. But you have an entire society designed to 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 let you commit crimes when it comes to white people and let you off, to 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 push you forward and and promote you, <laughs> let you fail upwards to the presidency yeah. that will let you fucking, you know, march in, in on an insurrection to the Capitol and <laughs> And 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 still not immediately execute you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the society is <laughs> not so, immediately. Yeah, like if we did that, we would be immediately yeah. summarily executed. Yeah. They have so much leeway, you know, to do yeah. whatever they want. They take federal land. The Bundys take federal land. Threaten the federal government. Nothing happens to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yo, they could literally do anything. They could take the land. They could farm on it. They 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 can join a corporation, be promoted. They have lower standards in schools. Like it's just yeah, it, it's so much more difficult for everyone else. The fact that you know they would say that I'm in the military at any point because I I need a a way out is like Nobby. You got mad ways out. You choose to be here. You know what I mean? You're not pigeonholed into this at all. And then, you know, then they're deployed to do what? Attack the public. If I think of a typical military white person who would use that as that opportunity, it would be like some kind of small town, small rural country white type. Yeah, more rural type. Yeah, I could see that there. 
Now, I'm, I'm st- even there, those small communities, you know how hard it is to fail in those communities? Like, yeah. they are supported heavily through from, through mutual aid. Through their own community. Yeah. yeah. Mutual then aid the, in, the, in the community. Historic part like, that, all, yeah. you'd literally have to be ostracized by the community to, to, to have no other option. Yeah. Man, maybe you want to get out of that small-ass community. Hey, you could do that. They don't redline you out of houses in New York. You know what I mean? If you're a white person in, in Nebraska, they're not going to, you know, gerrymander you out of political power in, in, in Virginia. You know what I mean? You, you, if you're a black person in Alabama, though, good luck moving to Massachusetts. Yeah. Good luck, you know, finding a job yeah. if your name doesn't doesn't fit a certain mold. You know what I mean? And this isn't yeah. just me making things up. Like, these are I studies. Yeah. You know, the, the, the Indian guy who changed his name and got, like, 100 applications in one day yeah, or, or job offerings. Like that, it's yeah. like, it's it, yeah, it's just the the fact that everything is geared to give them at least a relatively traversable path to success i just don't buy it i just don't, i don't that just means that you have no skills yeah. like that means you literally have no other skills other than shooting a gun because the military pay isn't even that great is it rico uh, it's pretty decent at some levels. It's but the opportunities. It's, it's, it it yeah, kind of so depends, kind of general, right? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. Like, that's my It's a little bit. It's not just the the military pay. It's also the benefits and the housing and all that other shit. Is it more? Okay, so it's the compounded benefits. And it yeah. can be like what you're going for. Like, what are your goals? What are you trying to get out of it? Versus like where you end up, right? What positions? So, you would you say it's in. more cost effective to gain those those kind of societal benefits through the military than it is to go through the private sector and just get a job? Uh, that depends on a lot of things. It depends yeah. on what your MOS is in the military and how fast that MOS gets promoted. It, you know, it, it depends on, a, yeah, it just depends on a lot of things. But generally speaking, yeah, um, I'm speaking generally. I'm the not. military path is sort of like, it's fairly set and it's sort of like, uh, I don't want to say automatic, but more or less automatic. If you don't fuck up in the military, and you don't have an MOS that, um, unfortunately, depending on the job, they only promote based on availability in the job. So certain job types is difficult to get promoted just because there are limited availability. Yeah. But if you're not in one of those MOSs, then generally speaking, it's just as long as you're not fucking up. You it's can an MOS? Promote, uh, military occupation specialty. Basically just your job. Yeah. Um. So like I was 52 Delta, which is generate generator mechanic. And that is being that was being phased out by the time that I was there, so it was difficult to get promoted because they didn't need a lot of generator mechanics. Yeah, but if sense. you were in a job like uh, light or heavy wheel mechanics, of which they need plenty of, because they're constantly, um, you know, fixing Humvees and shit like that, then your career path is, is a lot more stable. And like I said, as long as you don't slip up and yeah. you know break military rules egregiously or fail your PT test, your career path is pretty. stable. It's a lot easier than the um. It's a lot less competitive, I would say, than um, the the private sector, depending on your MOS. Yeah, but it's a way harder lifestyle to live. I can oh, imagine. Fuck yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not worth it at all. But for me personally, that, okay, I was gonna say like, well, it clashes hardcore my personality. Because my brother in law loves that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But it just makes me feel like I'm sorry, and and this is not a shot at my brother in law, but I just feel like if you like that lifestyle, I feel like you're broken. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, was I mean, it it also depends, person, right? I think like, I know who you're talking about. Military comes across as a great person. Oh, that's right, Tyler. You know exactly what I'm talking, exactly about. talking about. 
I do have a oh, lot of... Oh, shit, that's funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do have a lot of love for the person. But, yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, no doubt, like, with what you're saying, yeah, you obviously, if there's something, if that's what you're into and that's where you're in, then you're in there. But the, you know uh, what the part that sucks for me is, is that it's the kind of lifestyle that you, that if you live it, you try to pass it down, and there is no guarantee your child is going to want that. There's yeah. actually, I think, a better chance that they're not going to want that because yeah. it's such a hard lifestyle. If you lifestyle. did a good job, they shouldn't want to join the military. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so yeah. that's the one thing. And so it just doesn't seem to me like a healthy lifestyle to partake in because it's yeah. it, it it's one that can only fit a very small portion of your life. Mm-hmm. Like that lifestyle is probably great from between 18 to 32. Yeah. 18 yeah, to 32, that's probably an amazing lifestyle. I was going to say 18 to 21, but okay. Sure. I mean, I can imagine, especially with as slow as Americans mature, I think that, the, and then you get out. As mature, is at thirty-two, the they're about you, as, as mature yeah. as a twenty-one-year-old. So yeah, yeah, you get out, and then that's you know, yeah, this you did your time. Rude. You did your time, and yeah, you can move on from there. But hopefully, it's really. Just but yeah, like it's, it, if you try to push class, that into yeah. the rest of your life, no bueno. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was just saying that the army mentally clashes with me. I hate being to, well. It's their fault that I hate being told what to do. Yeah. So that's why after a while, I just was like, no, nah, this is not for me at all. Yeah. And it was something I considered as. I mean, being younger was definitely something that I at least considered. Kind of my funny things for it was that like I almost assumed back then that if you were doing it, you had to be like infantry and stuff. So I didn't even have the understanding of the multiplicity oh, of like yeah. jobs there are and stuff. Right? It's so a huge employer. It's I kind of a really funny yeah. thing. Army is in with the top ten employers in the country. I, I think it also well, shows that they surprised. did a bad job. We talk about recruiting and what you do to make people aware of. Terrible. And as much as I like, no, 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 film, they did a bad job of recruiting for you because you're black. Because white sure. kids yeah. know about all that shit. Yeah, sure. White kids know. All that when they recruit but white kids, they tell them about the whole yeah. shit. I didn't see any people they got talking to. I knew why you were in the shit. too. And yeah, I mean, I just didn't know like is that popular. Um, yeah, no, like as much as I liked film growing up too, like you know the idea of like potentially even doing like media related stuff in a branch like a military. Yeah, that could have been. See, I found out about shit like that. I found out shit like that. Like when I was already deployed, I was like, hmm. I yeah. was like you're. An- <laughs> what was it? It was like a video editor or yeah, something yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah. There, there's some really, really like non-military oriented yeah, yeah. jobs in the military. So yeah, that's I mean, there's PR. Cool. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? Like, I was, there's PR. I, I was like, oh shit. Well, yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah, yeah. But, I got screwed by my recruiter. That's the thing. Though. See, yeah, right? Okay. Like that, okay. Exactly Both of you have visited recruiters before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did either were either of you told about those kind of things during your recruitment? Well, fuck no. No. That's no, crazy. Because I know many white people who have seen recruiters, and all of them because. I don't know very many ground level poor white people. Most of the white people I know were either middle, lower middle class or yeah. middle class, uh-huh. and all of them were were scouted for officer and higher yeah, and, wow. and shit like that. None yeah. of them were offered to go to to, to to fire a gun. Sure, yeah. They were all offered either computer uh, science uh, uh, routes yeah. or or uh, administrative routes. Well, there you go. It's part of our yeah, problem. and this is what I mean. Okay, so this is what I was going to go back to with you uh, when you mentioned that it was it's a pretty standard path, but the entry into the path has a racist gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, if you're black, you can go down that path. It might, but work if out you're black, you. you might not even be allowed to see the path. Yeah, they might even t- not even tell you the path exists. Yeah, and so now you have to sift through all the weeds to find out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's a maybe for me because I had everything available to me uh, when I yeah. went. My only limitation no, no, was my. Um, but did the recruiter encourage you to take all those other paths? Absolutely. If I had military, that's where I said the recruiter screwed me because I I wanted to do military intelligence, but because I wasn't a citizen, I wasn't eligible for security clearance. But the recruiter was just like, oh well, 
just take this other job and I know someone down in INS and I'll work it out for you. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, why didn't he talk to his INS guy to get you into the other side? Well, that see, my thing is mm-hmm. that's from my personal knowledge of military recruiters. It is because they're vultures, not because they're <laughs> racist. See, my <laughs> thing was that's why that's that was my only thing with your point is that from my experience from mm-hmm. military recruiters, all they care about is the number. Like yeah. I remember specifically I know, but they hearing a recruiter. You. They were going to get you. They obviously were going to get you. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So why did if he knew that you wanted to go through the other route, and there was an actual path, which there is. Well, that was extra I work know, for them that I, they didn't need to do once I already signed the contract, because okay. they're vultures. All okay. they care about is the numbers. They don't care about who what I'm fills saying those is, slots. is that if you were, like, I'm not denying that it Eastern exists. European, they would have probably been like, well, let's see if we can get them in the, let's, let's just get them in citizenship so we can get them on this intelligence route. I mean, I'm just, I, I literally know, is, I literally know that somebody went down that route. That's, oh, so, you know, that's why I'm that's laughing. That's fine. But I'm saying mm-hmm. is like, I, like maybe there are specific recruiters that are indeed mm-hmm. like that, but overall recruiters I are about the number. I think that what we're learning is, is that every time we try to say, well, I think some of them are like that. We're finding out that they're all like that, mm-hmm. but all right, cool. We'll wrap on the the racist conversation today. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope everyone had a good time with us. You can find us on the social media. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at uh, Home Heron. We're going to find you, Tyler. Yep, I'm still on Instagram, still private, but hit me up if you want to. It's uh, <laughs> Tyler with uh, no, what is it, no E, and then Perez, yeah? So basically Tyler Perez. You can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And thank you for joining us, guys. I'm going to leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Peace. Take it easy. Cheers. Peace out, guys.